Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bruce Campbell, and you are listening to The Horror Returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, everyone, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance. With me, as always, hanging in there as he does week after week after week after week for 403 weeks in a row now. It is Brian. What's up, man? What's up, man? Here, as always. <laughs> yeah, I think Philip got waylaid by the Valentine Bandit because he's uh, he's sitting this one out, man. I, I imagine... I imagine Rose said you got to take a week off, man. So yeah. it's just it's <laughs> just you and me, brother. How's it going? How's your week, man? How's your week been? Uh, same, same old, same old. Not too bad. Weather's uh, starting to warm up. Kind of looks like we might have early uh, break up for winter. I know that's that. I know that's welcome, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, the great white north. But you never know. Weather's unpredictable. It could start snowing tomorrow. Yeah, did, did I ever tell you about that one Valentine's a couple of years ago when a- AJ and I thought it'd be a good idea to uh, go out to, to Galveston for a warm Valentine's weekend? I think I remember you guys did, but I don't think you really talked about it. Yeah, it was it was a great dinner and everything, but unfortunately we uh, we got stuck in a in a in a Marriott hotel with no electricity whatsoever. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, no way to get out because all the all the roads had ice on them. And Brian, when you get a tiny little bit of ice on the roads here, well, here I'm in Florida now, but when you get a tiny little bit of ice on the roads in Houston and Galveston, people lose their fucking minds. Everybody forgets how to drive. Well, it's kind of the opposite here. <laughs> When it gets warmer and people see a little bit of the pavement, they lose their minds and start to drive crazy. <laughs> they take full advantage of it, huh? Yeah. Well, man, I hope you got I hope you got warmer warmer climbs coming up for sure. So, um, <laughs> other than that, dude, <clears throat> I know we were talking frightmare. I don't even know when it is, man. I'm I'm trying to plan it out, and I think it's I think I missed the. Uh, I was trying to get Nez some Nez some passes too this year, but I think I might have missed the the gate. Do you know any you, you know anything about the dead the deadlines or whatnot? No. I sadly I do not. I'm sure right, you maybe. probably probably gotta email the, the, the guy. The Lloyd. Guy. Lloyd. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna message him, man. I'm gonna see what's going on. Probably uh we've been going so many years. I'm sure he'll make an exception if we missed it by a week. 
Probably shouldn't advertise it on the recorded show, though. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man, it's been an eventful week, Super Bowl and everything else. Um, I guess we'll jump in. What do you jump in cool of the week, Brian? What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, the Super Bowl, it was, uh, it was a good game. Good defensive game for a majority of it. I gotta say I wasn't I wasn't pulling for either team, but I, I gotta say I I don't like this overtime rule. Yeah, what what's that all about? Can you even explain that? Because it was like endless overtime even, or something like I that. I didn't even know about it. I thought when the 49ers kicked a field goal, I thought there's mm-hmm. there's the winner. Sudden death, in other words, right? Yeah. But then they were like, Well the the Chiefs get an opportunity to score, and if they score a touchdown, they win the game. And I was just like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think I saw one other game maybe earlier in the season that went like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of football, so I yeah, I think I think it's a new rule change. Okay. Any any reason why they did it, or did they give an explanation other than they wanted to have more TV time for showing Taylor Swift? Well, I was going to say, if you go on the internet and listen to the theories, the conspiracy theories of the NFL wanting the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Right. That may be it. But that's just conspiracy theories. Why why would you not want to have a team from, like, I don't know, what are the two biggest cities? L.A. and New York? I mean, those are the two that you always see in the movies, right? Yeah. Like the rom-coms. Honey, I got to... I gotta leave you. I have to. I got a new job in L.A. working on a movie set or something, right? Yeah, I I think the Chiefs would, are just at at a point now where because when a team starts winning, everybody kind of jumps on the bandwagon. But then when a team starts yeah. winning too much, everybody wants to see them lose. Yes, the haters. And this is what their third Super Bowl win out of out of the last five years. I, I think so. Yeah, they. I guess somebody officially dubbed them a dynasty now. Yeah, I would say once you once you win three, this this dynasty. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, I guess they're the new Patriots, aren't they? I know. I know. AJ always hated Tom Brady, and I'm like, why do you hate him? What do you hate about him? And she's like, I just hate him. <laughs> I think it was that syndrome of. They're winning too much. In fact, they poke fun of that on a, one of the commercials, Brian. Tom Brady, oh. no, you've won too much. <laughs> this isn't for you, Tom. You've already won too much. You remember that was one? It, was that the Dunkin' Donuts commercial? No, I think that was the... He was in that one, too, dude. He showed yeah. up in that playing the drums or something. But He was the DJ. <laughs> he was the DJ. <laughs> I think... I think it was I think it was for a gambling site, man, like on online betting or something. And they said, uh, everybody qualifies for online betting no matter where you live, except you, Tom Brady, you've won too much. Kind of clever, you know, yeah. for an idea. Um, which we all know, of course, every time you go and do online betting, you're always gonna win, right, Brian? Every time. Of course. So gotta gotta freeze Brady out on that one. But yeah, other than the Super Bowl, I, what a, I only checked out two new movies. All right, what you got, man? I, I've seen two horror movies all year. I'm very behind, Brian, to say the least. Well, 
I checked <clears> out <throat> a new Screenbox exclusive called Here for Blood. Okay. I think uh, I saw the poster for this one. Yeah, basic synopsis is uh, a wrestler, a pro wrestler, gets asked by his girlfriend to fill in for her babysitting job. And okay. During during him babysitting the the house, uh, people break into the house, and they're like a some kind of satanic cult that wants the little girl for a sacrifice. Sounds promising. Yeah, it, it was. It's a decent little home invasion slash slasher movie. My only disappointment was the guy. The main guy was supposed to be a pro wrestler. He had the look of a pro wrestler, but during the the, the fight scenes where he's fighting with the cult members, he, he just wasn't doing enough wrestling moves. I, I would have loved that they okay. would have incorporated that into some of the fight scenes that he did actual wrestling. Sure. He did some here and there, but you can clearly tell this guy that the actor is not a professional wrestler, so... <laughs> Might have been a little more clever if they'd if they'd worked in a few actual moves, huh? Yeah, and I think uh, there was a little <laughs> demonic talking skull. I think it was voiced by uh, <laughs> okay. Snyder. Oh man! All right, all right. But it it was a decent watch. Practicals were pretty good. A lot of practicals okay, cool. in there. So if you got screen box, screen box, uh, give it a watch. I do, so I'll I'll check it out, man. Is that is that the best you've seen besides the Super Bowl? Uh, well, I did check out the Marvels finally. Oh wow! Okay, what are the odds? <laughs> You're, what'd you think, man? Um, I kind of had an opinion on it as much as flack as it was getting from everybody. Sure. I honestly, I thought it was kind of better than the the first the the first Captain Marvel movie. I, okay. I kind we're, of felt like. What was that? We're in agreement. We're in agreement because yeah. that is my cool of the week. Any? Well, go ahead, Brian. I'm not going to steal your thunder, man. There's one scene s- in particular. <laughs> yeah, it made me think of you. Certain planet. I thought you might. But um. I thought they kind of fixed the issues with Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. I thought she was more more likable in this one. I did too. Yeah, very much so, man. She was she was like super accessible in yeah. this one, you know. Because uh, she was kind of getting. Uh, sorry, just I thought like especially in the Avengers Infinity War movies, she was to me getting like a little too much like Superman, where like yeah. she can do so much stuff that why even bother trying to fight her. Yeah, and I thought, uh, I think probably my favorite was Kamala Khan. I just, I just mm-hmm. like the energy she brings because you can you can see she takes that excitement for being in this movie and putting mm-hmm. it into that role because it's essentially the same character as her. Because in the in Kamala Khan in the movie is a, a fangirl of superheroes. Yeah, you you can tell, man. She she brings it with her because she really feels it. Like that's really her level of excitement. Like how in the fuck did I land up in the Marvel universe, right? Uh, downsides, I was probably say kind of lackluster villain. Eh, 
I mean, I guess, but you can't have every villain be, you know, about yeah. to end the world. If you do it, you become I, I DC. Like, <laughs> I, I like I like the motivations of the villain. It's just mm-hmm. maybe have her some lackeys, some some little underbosses for for our superhero our heroes to fight. Yeah, kind of get to the boss level. You mean instead of yeah. like go right there? Because she essentially had stormtroopers with her. A little yes. <laughs> no names, <laughs> stormtroopers, just yeah, cannon fodder. Yeah, but I I, I thought it, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I thought it was pretty fun. Good. I think it, yeah. it doesn't deserve to be. I think it's the the lowest grossing MCU movie. Well, some of that might just be timing, though, right? I mean, you know, a lot of people are talking about that they're they've got like MCU burnout right now. Yeah, and And I also feel it it has to do with this whole everything supposedly is woke. This is woke. That's woke. I. Don't really get that because <laughs> to me it was more about the story and then doing no, I'm not, I'm not, things, I'm not saying that me you know? personally. I'm just saying no, no, I know, I know, like, uh, but I don't, I just don't understand where that's coming from. I mean, you know, case of point example. All right, right. People were were crying about um, Thor, right? So you mm-hmm. had you had a female Thor. Well, that was done in the comics literally in the 1970s. Okay. Yeah. So all they're doing is they're carrying forward the storylines that were already written by Marvel decades ago. So I don't know. The logic to me is a little bit faulty on that. But I, I know I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I've know, seen. I, a, I've definitely seen some of that online too. I've seen an excellent video by somebody YouTube channel uh, Drum Dums because yeah, yeah, he kind of put it up. Go ahead. No, he's he's pretty thorough. Every the videos that I've seen him do, he he really gets in gets into whatever he's talking about. Yeah, because essentially he was saying he he's he's not for a side because he said he's had videos where he's said something and people were like, "Well, you're you're a liberal," and then he's mm-hmm. had other videos where he's voiced his opinions and people were like, well, "You're a conservative," and he kind of had a good video about the word woke that. He doesn't understand when people hate a movie because they're woke. If he hates a movie, mm-hmm. he can tell you ten reasons why he hated the movie, and it has nothing to do with "quote unquote" you know woke stuff. And it's a good video. Should go check it out. Yeah, maybe maybe send me that link, man. If you uh, if you know if you know where that's at. Yeah, but sounds like he's actually looking at it from from all sides, you know. Yeah. You just—I I don't know. That's just how I feel. I, I'm not—I'm not for any side. I'm—I'm for—I'm for the the side of common sense. I gotta—I gotta listen to all the facts and come up with my own opinion. Yeah, have have a little bit of logic to it. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm for the side of good movies. <laughs> I yep. just want to see good good shit. So, uh, to me, this was really so. The things that I really liked about this one, Brian. Yes, there is a, a a song and dance number, right? So you knew that was going to get me. But I just thought this movie did a lot of things that were really original, and it Wait, was kind of on. a smaller. It was more than a song and dance number. It was a hundred <laughs> of people that only spoke in the song. 
Okay, let's back that up. You're right. That's that, and that is the movie I want to see, Brian. That's the MCU movie that I want to see. As much, when are we going to get that one? As much as I I speak my displeasure about musicals, I thought that whole planet was hilarious, especially it when was. somebody was just speaking regular and Carol Danvers was just like, "They're not going to understand you. You have to sing your words." Mm-hmm. And then the prince comes and he's not singing and he's talking and they're like, well, he, she, he's bilingual. <laughs> yeah. When Marvel nails comedy, they, they nail it, man. Yeah. This movie was very lighthearted. I, I like the, I like the way that it was, like you said, it humanized her more. Okay. And it definitely was a smaller scale. Um, as far as the, the big issue. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the villain was the big issue of the movie, Brian. To me, that the villain was almost the 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 B plot. I mean, the big issue was obviously what was happening with the three characters and bringing them together. Mm-hmm. And I love the way they ended it because they definitely opened the door for something else. Oh, we 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 can say it. It's already out <laughs> well, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, basically, I don't know if you noticed she she copied the exact same lines from uh. Uh, which movie was it? Was it Iron Man? Was it at the end of Iron Man when um, when, you, when you had the uh, the same soliloquy that she said, but she, in a lighter way because it was it was Nick Fury <laughs> the first time oh, it was yeah. a little more heavy. You know, basically you're about to enter what what was it? You're about to enter a whole new universe or something like yeah, that. It was the like same that. speech. <laughs> yeah. That was good. And then, of course, we got the the other after credit scene, which we can talk about that too. It's already out there. We get mm-hmm. uh, Monica Rambeau went to a, another reality where a version of her mother is alive, and I'm assuming that universe is Captain Marvel. And then in comes walking Beast of the X Men, which I, I thought he looked pretty good. I did too. I did too. And you got a uh, what's his name? Uh, Kelsey Grammer back as the voice. Yeah, I was going to say definitely more of an aged beast, right? Then I, I, yeah. I, I, I would hope when they do introduce the X Men, they're going to be relatively young, you know. But that was an interesting way to do it. And then you got Deadpool and Wolverine coming out. So how's that all going to fit together? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk you about know? that. But. Uh... I think, uh, well, we both had cool, the same cool of the week, so I think we can move on. Nice. All right. Well, we, I, we both thought the Super Bowl was pretty cool, too, so we'll throw that in the liner notes. What do you think? Yeah. It's a good game. <clears throat> just a little, just a little uh, confusion on my part. Probably your part is just mm-hmm. how the overtime rules work. Yeah. I, I guess we'll get used to it, you know. You know, well, just to speak on that, if you're going to give the other team an opportunity to score, you might as well play the mm-hmm. whole time of the, the overtime period. Yeah, I, I've i always kind of been a fan of just like overtime should be like an extra quarter. And then yeah. like whoever's ahead at the end of that quarter wins the game. Yeah. You know, like add a quarter. And then if it's still tied, add another quarter. But I don't know, dude. There's so many ways to do it. Yeah. You know? It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not okay. Look at it this way: they, it's not like they didn't announce the rules prior to the game being played. You know, uh, if, if mean, the... <laughs> that's, that's that's what they say. 
If you want to believe the <laughs> conspiracy theories, the the 49ers weren't were notified. Oh lord. Or weren't reminded okay. about the rule changes. Gotcha. All Allegedly. Right. Yeah, well, conspiracy theories. I know. I I a lot of those yeah, I'm, I don't want to get into politics, Brian. Yeah. I'm just well, thinking of I'm, all towns of all towns to root for, San Francisco. Hey, I, I have no problem with the Chiefs winning. I don't want the I don't want the Swifties to come after our show. Congratulations. <laughs> they will, won't they? All right. Uh, what horror headlines? Yeah, what you got, man? Hopefully, hopefully something something coming out, man. Hopefully something new. Well, we got some few interesting things that were announced. Uh, we were all fans of the the Predator prequel movie, Prey. Absolutely. Uh, they made two announcements this week. Dan Trachtenberg is returning and developing. Pray too, but before we said it. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it set in the same time timeline? It's a continuation. They're bringing back, uh, from what I understand, they're bringing back the main actress Amber Mid Thunder, I believe her name is. Yep, that's right. But before we get that, early next year we'll get another Predator movie called Badlands, which will also be directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Okay, Badlands. So is it a Wild West theme? I was curious about it, so I kind of did some digging to see if there was like some posting, some YouTube videos, any any theories out there. And uh, that that seems to be the consensus that the, the next Badlands will be a, a Western. Pretty cool. So that'll, that'll be cool. Um, Megan's uh, Megan 2.0, I think, uh, <laughs> got a January 2026 release date. They've pushed it up to 2026? May. 2026. They they pushed it up to May 2025. So huh. a little okay. little over a well, year from now. I was about to say she'll be 30 by the time this movie comes out. She'll just well. <laughs> the ager. <laughs> I don't. I, I I had fun with the movie, so I, I don't want them to start pumping out Megan movies every year, and then mm-hmm. then they'll just the quality will go down, and they'll just get cheesier and cheesier. And I'm sure I'm sure you got a point, right? Sometimes it's, a little cheese is fun, though, man. Look at look at Lep in the Hood, for example. Megan yeah. in the Hood. <laughs> Let's see. I know we had some other news. I know he's had some recent some ratings to some movies we're going to review. Let's see. Immaculate. Well, I don't think we're I don't think that's going to be on the schedule, but the Sydney Sweeney religious horror Immaculate is going to be rated R for bloody content, bloody violent content, okay. grisly images, nudity and some language. Hmm. All right. Well, as well it should be, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a rating on imaginary. Let me guess. PG thirteen. <laughs> it's gotta be. Yeah. There's that trailer. There's no way 
this movie's gonna be rated R, man. And I thought we had a rating for Abigail. Abigail's, uh, I don't have what it's uh, all gonna be rated for, but that one's gonna be a rated R movie. Yeah, I was about to say that that one can't can't not. There's no way it cannot be R-rated. You know, I mean, it's just demented enough from the trailer and everybody that's in it. it if that was PG-13, people would revolt. Yes. This news I'm not excited for. Uh-oh. Okay, we're we're getting a Conjuring 4. It will be the last in the Conjuring. <laughs> of course. It'll be the last one in the actual Conjuring until, franchise. Until, until the next one. No, they're ending the, the Ed and Lorraine story. Okay. What, Are they going to kill I'm them fine off? With, I'm fine. Well, they're dead now, Lance, so... They, okay. They don't right. forever. So God, God already took care of that one. I got you. But the thing I'm not happy for, I don't. I I'm I'm a fan of the Conjuring movies, not the third one. I really enjoyed the first two. Sure. But what I'm not a fan of is Michael Chavez, the director of the third one, and I believe uh, the Nun movies. Yeah. Or La Llorona, or one of those. He is needs re- to quit, man. He's in talks to direct. Now, Lance, wouldn't it make sense for James Wan to finish the franchise off? Well, Philip would tell you he's too busy producing. So I mean, he probably it's is. going to disqualify him. <laughs> so it, it would make perfect sense. That would be that would be beautiful, right? It'd be uh, the perfect way to end the uh, the series. But of course, that's why they're not going to do it. Let's see. We talked about uh, a new Jurassic Park world movie that they were doing. And sure. David Lech, uh, director of uh, John Wick, uh, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw, was okay. attached to direct. He is no longer a part of the project <laughs> due to, sure he, I think it was, differences. creative differences. Yeah. Oy vey. <laughs> okay. They were probably like... I thought you said David Lynch at first, and I'm like, okay, well, dinosaurs I mean, on acid or what? I think they need to go the horror route with these new Jurassic Park movies. You, you think so? That would that yeah. would be pretty cool, like the Veloc- Velocipaster route, you think, Brian? Yeah, because it just, you got the last, Basically, the Jurassic World movies in a whole were were all action movies, action adventure movies. Let's let's take right. a different route. Let's let's make them a little bit more horror, a little bit more thriller. Yeah, I could get behind that, man. Let's see. We're going to talk about that in trailers. I guess we can talk about the big non-horror news. Along with the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, on Valentine's Day, we got an announcement of our Fantastic Four cast. Yeah, it's an interesting way to announce it, wasn't it? Yep. So playing the Fantastic Four, Pedro Pascal will be Reed Richards. Yeah, which I think is excellent casting, by the way. I don't think he's too old at all. Because Reed Richards, from the very first uh, very first issue... Had the, you know, the salt and pepper hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's perfect. Perfect. This one I'm excited for. Vanessa Kirby 
as mm-hmm. Sue Storm. She's played some weird roles, man. She's uh she's definitely got some range, no doubt about that. Uh Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. He's the one that has the, the, the guitar solo, the Metallica guitar <laughs> I solo. I thought that's who that was. I didn't recognize him without his, his fucking long hair, dude. <laughs> without yep. his, his mane. <laughs> he will be Johnny Storm. Sure, yeah. Young and impetuous, I can see that. And the one that kind of caught me off guard, but after watching The Bear, I'm totally fine with. I'm going to okay. butcher his name. Iban Mas Bakrak. Just call him cousin, Brian. Everybody else Cousins. does. Yeah. <laughs> he will be Ben Grimm. It's it's really kind of genius casting. Yeah. Quite frankly. I mean, this is probably what have there been three fantastic forecasts if you count Roger Corman's? Or have there been four? Uh, up till now. It they well, keep trying to get Fantastic Four right, you know, and they keep failing. Well, you got the the John Krasinski, Reed Richards. That's right. That's, that's right. Which they thought everybody I'm was glad everybody. they didn't go there. Yeah, because if you did John Krasinski, you had you would have to get his wife Emily Blunt as Sue Storm, and she doesn't seem like she wants to do Marvel movies. Good so. for her. I'm glad she doesn't. Yeah, no, I think the casting's superb. I'm yep. this one. I'm looking forward to. So hopefully, we'll, we're all these haters are gonna are gonna quit being mad at the what woke marvel or whatever it is and say you know what these are these are damn good decisions to cast these people we like the way it's going and we're going to stick with it obviously they're bringing the x-men back i mean if they're already showing the beast at the end of the movie interesting you brought that up um i didn't send the trailer for us to review but today as we're recording this they released the trailer for the x-men 97 the they're bringing back the 90s animated series I saw that on the Geeks page, I think. Yeah, and there's a lot of theories. This version of the X-Men in the animated series is the version we're getting in the MCU. Okay, so is this the original X-Men, or is this the all-new, all-different X-Men? The original from it's a continuation from the animated series. Hmm. All right, I never watched it, but I'll start watching it now. Where Where's it going to be streaming? The original series and the the, the continue of the new series ninety seven will all is all going to be on uh, Disney Plus. I think the the new series I think uh, March thirtieth. Okay, give us something new to watch. I usually don't watch animated stuff, but for the X Men, I'll make an exception. Yeah, I mean, if you're an X Men fan, I think everybody should watch the the, the series from the nineties. And one more thing about the Fantastic Four, uh, just looking at the, the little art poster they released, it looks like it's going to be set in the 60s, or at least begin in the 60s, which I think kind is a over. great idea. Got the got the retro thing going, huh? Yeah. Okay. I can go for that. They had like a little robot or something, didn't they? Like a Robbie the Robot type? Herbie. Herbie. <laughs> what a name. Got to be cute. Got to add the cuteness factor. Yep, yep. The, I see it right there in okay. the corner. Herbie, Herbie the robots right. in the in the in the picture also. All right. Could go and it looks that. like there's a picture on the wall of Ben Grimm before he's the thing. So it looks like they're they're going to go yes. back to being astronauts. 
That's good. I mean, the the more it can be like the actual comic book, the happier I'll be. And the more the characters can remind me of what I visualized when I was reading the comics, the happier I'll be. And you cannot get closer to Mr. Fantastic for me than Pedro Pascal for my money. Like, he's perfect. Yeah. Great casting. I was fine with it. I wasn't one of the people that just like he's too old. He's too old. No, he doesn't. He not doesn't old, look not it. too old at all. Yeah, wasn't too old in The Last of Us. He wasn't too old in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, getting all excited, right. man. Getting excited. Yeah. And let me see if I got a release date. Uh, <clears throat> July twenty fifth, twenty twenty five. So a little over a year from yeah. now. And be here before you know it. They bumped up Marvel's The Thunderbolts, which is essentially Marvel's Suicide Squad movie that got bumped to May 2nd. So mm-hmm. get both those movies next year. Cool. Yeah, that, that, could, that could be a lot of fun. We'll see. It, it probably won't be as fun as The Suicide Squad, you know, the second one. Um, uh, the Polka Dot Man and all that. But they'll try. They'll try. Love that movie. Yeah, that's that's what I can watch over and over again. Who thought we would all love John Cena as Peacemaker? <laughs> hey, are they doing a season two? Speaking of which. I think I neither read they started filming it. Neither they started okay. filming or they finished <laughs> writing it. Well, so it's yeah, definitely can... J- James Gunn said definitely the 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 ones that are coming over into the new DCU is what they're calling mm-hmm. it, not the DCEU. Yes. That was the old. Is <laughs> John Cena's Peacemaker the the guy that played uh-huh. like the the guy the character Vigilante in Peacemaker mm-hmm. that thought he was yes. John Cena's yeah. best friend? He's uh-huh. coming over. Okay, good. Uh, Blue funny. Beetle's coming over because technically they said right. that's not that was never connected to the the old universe. Okay, okay. And uh, Amanda Waller. Those are the, oh. the four that I heard that they're bringing over. So so is Aquaman out then? Is that what you're Aquaman's out, but Jason Momoa might still be in as a different character. Lobo. Yes. He's got to be Lobo. That's the only character I ever visualized when I... That, they said that, Momoa was going to be in the DCU. That That's the character he wants to play. That's perfect. Just boom, done. Sign the dotted line. <laughs> Make it and happen now. There is <clears throat> possibly a role for Dave Batista because he's been meeting with James That's Gunn. Great. Yeah, why not, man? Why Why wouldn't there be? He wants to be Bane. <sighs> I, I, think, uh, I think he'll be in the, the, the new DCU, but I, I don't think it'll be Bane. I think they'll go with somebody else. Okay. I'm I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of Bane, but maybe I was in the comic books and I just kind of hated what they did with him in the in the movie. I don't know. Well, if it, <sighs> if you're going to comic books, then he's he's got to speak Spanish. Okay. And I I don't know if I'll buy Dave Batista with a Spanish accent. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out, won't we? So is it gonna be Robert Pattinson then that's gonna play Batman? You think or that's a separate? Else? That's a it's like the kind of, they're doing the okay. thing with the comic books where there'll yeah. be like two different other Batman. worlds. Yeah, yeah. El, I think they're calling it Elseworld movies. Elseworlds, that's what I meant to say. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. 
That that allows for creative freedoms, right? Yeah. So. Hey, dude, oh. and we're gonna we're gonna get a Joker musical. So how much can I complain, right? I, strangely enough, I am somewhat interested to see how they make this thing work. Brian, you're becoming a musicals fan. I just want to see is this an actual musical or is this like all uh-huh. played out in the Joker's mind? I or don't something? know. And does it matter, right? At the end of the day, We're, yeah. <laughs> if it's real or not, right? I don't know. I do think it's great casting for uh, Lady Gaga to play uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, why not, right? All right, I think uh, if there's any. I'm trying to see. Nope, that's it. It's the news. All right. Okay, so now Brian is going to bring us the big, the small. And sometimes they're very, very weird as we go into a special Super Bowl edition of the Trailer Park. What's uh, What are we talking about this week, Brian? Well, I kind of organize these in from least anticipated to most anticipated, at least okay. on, on my point. I still I, I want to when I say least anticipated it doesn't mean I don't want to watch it. Just fair enough. I got you, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put things in order somehow, right? Yeah. So the first one we're gonna talk about is Twisters. Twisters, <laughs> not to be confused with Titty Twisters, right? No. All right. Uh, this one stars Katie O'Brien, Glenn Powell, which Glenn Powell <laughs> okay. was Glenn Powell was my pick for uh, Johnny Storm, just. Just the way he played his character in Top Gun Maverick. Trying to visualize who we're talking about here. So go ahead, man. You, you said Top Glenn Powell? Yeah, you yeah seen but Top it's Gun. been a while. Yeah, he was Hangman. He was the, the the Val Kilmer of the movie. The cocky guy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I could see him as Johnny Storm. I see what you're getting at. Let's see. You got Kieran Shipka. Okay. Sabrina from the Netflix series. Uh, Daisy oh, Edgar Jones from <laughs> Fresh. Sure, sure. Yep, that's probably the one I recognize the most so far. Dave, from what you David Corn Sweat, which is the new Superman. He is in this movie, which I didn't even see him in the trailer. Okay. And a bunch <laughs> of... I, thought you, I thought you said Hornswoggle. David Hornswoggle at first. And interesting that the director is Lee Isaac Chung. Um, I haven't seen it, but I do recognize the movie that he has directed and was a Minari. Oh, wow. The one with Glenn in it? Yeah, that was Oscar nominated, right? Yeah, that was super dry and super boring. (laughs) So I'm shocked that he's going to do a a movie about, uh, about people that chase around all these weather phenomena. But okay. And then another thing I noticed that was interesting, I believe this is him, Michael Crichton. The He was the writer of Jurassic yes. Park mm-hmm. and the original Twister. Yes, rest he in is, peace. This is based off of, uh, let me see, Mark L. Smith is also a writer. Okay. And he is known for The Revenant. That was really good. So like, you got really the writer good. of The Revenant okay. and the director of Minari huh. is doing Twisters. That's bizarre. I mean, is it? Are you trying to tell me this might actually be good? 
It's a possibility. I mean, <laughs> I'll get into my review of the trailer. This looks like a good, fun popcorn movie. But okay. with that being said, they didn't show me anything <laughs> new. <clears throat> as far as what I know. Uh, yes, I'm a fan very of the much original a, Very movie. much a teaser, Brian. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan of the original movie. Um, one of my only trips to Florida, I, I actually went to the Twisters uh, <laughs> ride at Universal. Right. Which was amazing because mm-hmm. they had trucks flipping over and stuff blowing by and you can actually feel like you're there. Sure. So big, big fan of the the original one, but just watching this trailer, I do like Glenn Powell. Like I said, that was my pick for Johnny Storm. Okay. Some of the other actors and actresses I mentioned, I do like, but just it that it looks like it's you're just gonna go there to see stuff get destroyed. I don't know mm-hmm. what the story is gonna be. You got Glenn Powell basically playing like this cowboy tornado hunter rider or whatever he's called himself okay so i i think visually i think this is gonna look amazing on the big screen okay hopefully it'd be great in 3d wouldn't it well i was gonna say that thing that you went to uh d box where Mm -hmm. yes the desmond had so much fun Ribbing me the whole time. That well, it, it did sound like you said you went and got the D. So the big D, the big, the D, big D. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for, for a theater that offers that D box, not the big D. Right. I think, I think twisters would be a perfect movie for. Yeah. Makes sense. Water spraying and everything. Yeah. We hope just water. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, dude. I'm glad you're excited about it. When I when I saw when I saw this trailer, it, it, this was these are all going to be Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. mostly the teasers. So, dude, the only thing I could visualize, Brian, I hate to say it, but you know, you know how when they they'll have like a drunken office party, like in a movie or something like that, and the the cheap ass bosses they're 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 too cheap to actually spring for real like Christmas bonus presents for employees and shit like that. So what they do is they they get them really really drunk and ply them with alcohol, and then they'll put them like inside this glass case that kind of looks like a phone booth or something, and like turn it on, and all, all these dollar bills start start going around like a tornado in a circle, and they say, hey, you can have as many as you can catch, and, and they like stick them to their shirt and put them in their pockets, and they walk out with like thirteen dollars, and looking like shit with their hair all disheveled and. Everybody laughing at him and making him go viral by videoing it. Uh-huh. This this is what this there's felt like to me, just a complete cash grab. <laughs> so I don't know, man. We'll see. But I, I don't have a lot of faith in this one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope this is really good and they put the, the money into it. Do, do they have a super high budget? Or are you kind of speculating that or have uh, they announced anything on super. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of CGI, Brian. Let's get real. I mean, come on. Uh, budget well, we estimated get... budget two hundred million dollars. Oh wow! Well, I guarantee you, guarantee you, Ryan, you can you can take this to the bank. There will be a flying cow, or at least some sort of animal, right? Yeah. 
And from what I heard about rumors, Helen Hunt is supposed to make a cameo in it. Of course, we can't have oh, Bill. Jesus. We can't have Bill They're... Paxton or Philip Seymour Hoffman because oh, yeah. they, they've passed. Though. So. Wow. I'm sure she'll have some sort of relation to somebody. Yes, she'll be the grandmother at this point, right? Yeah. All right, so, well, we'll see. Twister is coming to theaters July 19th. All right. And next up, are you ready, Lance, to go back to the franchise of Planet of the Apes? Always, yes, always ready for that. This this one I'm pretty excited about. I, th- I think one. they did a really good job with the the new the new movie, the one that had uh, Franco and Lithgow in it at the beginning. That was kind of yeah. going back to how it all began. And I, you know, I thought they from there they've only gotten you know gotten better. And I like the way that this one seems to kind of like match it up with a lot of the the 60s and early 70s movies. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of you you can see where the timeline's coming in here. So I'm pretty excited, Brian, to answer your question. Yeah, um, I like I like where the story's going because the the point that they they're getting across through the the previous three movies where apes stick together, right? Apes together strong, but this one you got one that's kind of going against the whole enslaving humans, saying that's wrong, also. Mm-hmm. And there's a line that he doesn't say apes stick together. He says we stick together. He's talking about okay. apes and people. So I, I like I like the, I like the change in story. And I'm trying to see is is that Caesar's son or a descendant? Well, I mean, I, it seems like this. Obviously, this is way beyond you know the events of the first movie, right? Because you know, look look how much society's changed already. So it's got to yeah. be a descendant, maybe son, maybe even grandson, you know? Yeah, all it says in the synopsis, it just says many years later. Okay, which makes sense, right? Because you can't really, you can't have that much change and expect people to swallow that it's only been 20 years, right? Yeah. Let's see, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Not Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will play the okay. villain which is named Proximus Caesar. Maybe that's the descendant of Caesar. That would make sense. Proximus means close to, right? So, yeah. or offspring of, or whatever. The main ape that uh, uh, someone we're following is played by Owen Teague, and that, that ape is named Noah. Uh, we got William okay. H. Macy is in this movie. What? Uh, the main girl that we're seeing is Freya Allen. The only thing I know her from is The Witcher. Yeah, I started that, and I tried to read a couple of the books, but I just couldn't get into it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think what I think I only seen the first season, and I heard it completely falls apart in the second season. <laughs> right. I'm sure it does. I couldn't tell you. I gave up. And this is directed by Wes Ball, who is known for the Maze Runner movies. Oh, boy. Wow. Which I've only seen a couple of them, and I I thought they were pretty decent movies. Okay. 
never, never I never did, in all fairness. Was yeah. never into the book, so I yeah, know there's either. a bigger, bigger fan base there. All right, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I like so, it. May 10th, not too far from here. Not at all, not at all. All right, our lone horror slash sci-fi movie, A Quiet <laughs> Place, day one. All right. This stars Joseph Quinn, our new Johnny Storm. Damon Hansu, who is making, he's the, his character's returning. Remember, Lance, he was at the end of A Quiet Place, too. He, he was with mm-hmm. that group of people on that island. Oh, we're going to get to see how they ended up there then. Okay. Yeah. Which, when you get these prequel movies, it kind of tells you stuff you maybe you didn't need to know or you didn't want to know or stuff you okay. already know. Because the, the main star of this movie is Lupita Nyong'o, which I think is great. I think she's a great actress, but it's a possibility we already know she dies because she's not in, mm. she's not with Damon Hansu's character. That doesn't mean necessarily she dies, though, right? I mean... She might have just gone elsewhere. Call Anything's now. possible. She dies. Ah, ah, okay. All right. Well, I mean, she was able to fight zombies and little monsters, so who knows? <laughs> That's true. This is directed by Michael Sarnowski. He is known for Pig. The oh, wow. I did hear. Wow, what a choice, huh? Yeah. So... I am excited for this movie. I'm a fan of the first two. Um, I'm glad we're getting a different perspective. The trying not to make the comparison to Walking Dead, but I have to. It's kind of <laughs> like hard not to. It's kind of like we're getting this. This movie is like the Fear of the Walking Dead. We're getting a whole different sure. group of characters in a different location. So. That'll eventually bleed over at some point, right? As we yeah. already know. And uh, one thing I'm looking forward to, I, I hope we get a little bit more on the aliens than that. The well, here. it looked like it in the trailer, didn't it? I mean, they had them falling out of the sky and everything. Well, we kind of got that in A Quiet Place, too. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm getting a little too excited then. Yeah. I just... Maybe just... A little small bit of information on why they're here or what their purpose is mm-hmm. here. And sure, that's all you sure. got to give me. Just just a little bit at a time. You don't have to give me the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think the who I listed off in the cast has got a great cast. And I think John Krasinski is also involved with writing the story. Okay. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense. It's, it's his baby. Yeah. So, I think this one's going on the schedule, so we'll be talking yeah. about it here soon. Yeah, on on or off the schedule, Brian, you know we're going to be watching it, so uh, it's, it's going to be a must-watch for sure. All right, June 28th. Wow, a lot of, all these movies are kind of around the same time. Yeah. We're... Back to normal when when you're talking about movie movie lineups. So yeah, summer summer blockbusters, right? All right, the big trailer of the week. Yeah, the, 
the most viewed trailer in YouTube ever. Phantom of the Opera 2. No, Lance. Okay. Deadpool and Wolverine. And didn't they just title it that? Because wasn't it supposed to be like Deadpool 3 or something? It was Deadpool 3 until the trailer came out. And the the end title card was your first. Very nice. Okay, cool. This stars, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Hugh Jackman's back as Wolverine. And rumored to, well, not rumored, confirmed, Jennifer Gardner's back as Elektra. Nice, nice. Patrick Stewart is listed in IMDb. Gee, I wonder who he's going to play. A lot of the people we've seen in Deadpool is back. And okay. from all the rumors I'm hearing, if, if they were, if, if Fox made a Marvel movie, those characters mm-hmm. are going to be in this movie. Hmm. And I heard so a big... This... Go ahead. No, is this going to be the last hurrah then with Fox or what? Yeah, because it's uh, 20th Century Studios now. It's not Fox. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And what were you going to say, Brian? There's a big theory that, well, we're going to get the iconic comic book storyline where Wolverine fights the Hulk. So, will it be the Hulk we know from the MCU? There's a theory it neither might be the Eric Bana Hulk or the... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name that was the Hulk before Mark Ruffalo? No. I... Leo Ferrigno? No, no. Oh, before, <laughs> okay. <laughs> before Mark Ruffalo. Edward Norton. Oh, Edward Norton. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I was going way too far back. Showing my I, age, Brian. I saw this video breaking down. They said they're, they're, uh-huh. they dropped a lot of Hulk Easter eggs throughout the trailer. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I could go for that, man. So, I heard you, there's a rumor even Ben Affleck's returning as Daredevil. So, you know, you know, you know who they could, they could bring is the Hulk, right? Technically. They could they oh. could get happy happy Hogan. <laughs> it's the like the purple Hulk that he that he turns yeah. into and what if could be. <laughs> I mean we do we we do get the T V A from Loki in here. Right. Which I thought is an excellent oh. way to, to, to merge the universes. I, I I heard I heard yeah I heard Mobius is gonna be in this one. Is that true or is that just a rumor? Well Mobius Owen Wilson, is, right? Uh, it this would have to take place before Loki then, because isn't he like okay? Not I Mobius. I don't anymore? know. I don't. Oh. <laughs> or I guess we can say it. I don't know. I don't know, dude. With I guess all bets are off when get you get Deadpool involved, right? Yeah. And I mean, Deadpool might even give a big sloppy kiss to Professor Xavier or something, right? Yeah, and I like. The fourth wall break and the, the Deadpool knows exactly where he is, referring to himself as mm-hmm. Marvel Jesus. He's here to save no. the cinematic universe. <laughs> I missed that. They, they, he said all that in the trailer? Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm here to save the cinematic <laughs> Or your cinematic universe is going to change forever. And I'm here. I am the Messiah. I am Marvel Jesus. Oh, God. Of course, of course. I so would expect it, nothing less. 
it kind of sounds like they know mm-hmm. they made mistakes. But did they? I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I know, you say Lance, they got too woke, Brian. <laughs> no, not. I would never say that. But <laughs> I would say this this last phase or phase four is probably the weakest yeah. phase. The least popular, sure, sure. And I just think with what they releasing, what we saw in this trailer, uh, the Fantastic Four announcement, and the the X Men cartoon series coming back, I, I think they're taking steps to kind of write the course or Cor- course correct. Huh? Course correct. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about it, dude. Who who wouldn't be, right? Yeah. And this one we're getting soon too, uh, July 26th. Oh, for some reason I thought it was even sooner. Like it was. It May. was. It was May. But God damn it. But okay. With the the strike, it got pushed. That's right. Yale but, strike. Okay. Well, it is what it luckily, is. Luckily, it only got pushed that far. Right. All right. So So is that it? Is that it for the trailer part? That is it. We are going to move on to listener feedback. And since it is Valentine's week that we're recording this week, we're going to shine the podcast spotlight on in love with horror. Uh, Welcome to the in love with horror podcast where AJ and Christy dive into the depths of horror. Join us as we explore the chilling world of horror, films, games, and everything in between. We're both passionate horror fans, and we share our thoughts and opinions on the latest horror releases and the classics that continue to haunt us. In each episode, we delve into their world and the creative process behind some of our favorite horror stories. So join us every week as we bring you our favorite scares, fascinating insights, and lively debates. That is uh, In Love With Horror, wherever you hear your horror podcasts. Nice. Uh, regarding Speaking of podcasts, regarding Don and Ellie's The Horror Countdown Show, uh, Thunder Twonk, I don't think that's your real name. I'm calling you out. Um, Thunder Twonk. Awesome <laughs> if it was. <laughs> yeah, be pretty cool if it was, man. <laughs> Uh, it says, awesome. I love public domain classics. My local channel as a kid played tons of public domain horror, and I grew up with these kinds of films. Sounds like a match made in heaven with Don. Wouldn't you agree, Ryan? Absolutely. Regarding Massacre at Central High, Neil Lemoy says, great revenge flick, and the Blu-ray looks amazing. Can't ask for more than that. Um, oh, Zim Vader has to has to chime in, Brian. Regarding suitable flesh, which you've seen and I still haven't, but I understand it's on Shutter now. Yep. All right, so I don't have any excuse not to. Um, but Zim said you had me at Bruce Davison. Uh, did not even know he was in there, Brian. Yeah, Bruce Davison, Heather Graham, Barbara Crampton, and, and it's okay. It's a body horror movie mixed with you remember the softcore porn type movies that used to come on Cinemax. In other words, Skinemax, Brian? Skinemax. Just think of one of those type of movies mixed with a body horror, body swap movie. 
I'm imagining it right now, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of sexy time with uh, Heather Graham. Hmm. What about Barbara Crampton? Not as much as I would like to see, but okay. She she has a moment in there. Okay, that's cool, man. Um, all right, regarding Saw XI <clears throat> eleven, I guess. <clears throat> Matt, Madison Estes says, "Yay!" <laughs> <clears throat> all right, we got more from Zam Brian regarding Bloomhouse. Setting up an upcoming exhibit at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. Is that a real thing? Yep. They are doing a horror exhibit at the, okay. the hotel that's where The Shining is based. And I'll bet they're going to charge for it because when AJ and I went in 2019, we walked in and they won't even let you pass the velvet ropes unless you've got a, you know, unless you're actually paying to stay at the hotel. So we couldn't like walk around and take pictures and stuff. So this is probably a chance for them to let those fans in and still make a buck, you know? Yeah, sounds like it. So Zim says when they when they change their name to Bum House, I'll start to give a fuck. Ooh. <laughs> is, is it that bad? Somebody well, must. Uh, huh? Somebody. I was about to say someone must have saw Night Swim. <sighs> wow. All right. Don't worry. Well, Don't worry, you know, Lance. It's brutal. It, It'll, it'll um, get knocked out of your top. I It's already almost out, and I've only seen two movies, so. <laughs> um, all right. Our show intro and all of our uh, not, oh, wait, not wait, much wait, feedback. Wait. I got oh, what? some more yes. feedback. Oh, yes. Give it to me, man. We need more feedback. This is ridiculous. We're not getting any. Okay. First, I posted about a new horror movie that sounds like it's basically – a new horror movie coming to Netflix that sounds basically like that movie Total Totally Killer, the time travel slasher. Okay, all right. It's called Time Cut, and we had some people respond to it. Uh, okay. Our friend Tavares said this movie is going to be like Totally Killer. That's what it sounds like, right? Uh, KJack33 on Instagram said there's already a movie like that. It's called Totally Killer. <laughs> okay. Sounds like people aren't buying it. Uh, let's see. I posted a picture of Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. Mm. Our friend Kate. Everybody knows Kate. If you don't know mm-hmm. Kate, you're not looking at the postings when I post their show every week. <laughs> Kate says, I adore this film, and Rose the Hat is one of the best modern-day villains. Yeah, agreed. Well done. And I posted a throwback pic of Robert Englund and Miko Hughes from uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare in Binge Movies at Home Video. Says, I want a horror movie that is a secret New Nightmare sequel halfway through the movie where Robert Englund returns. Do you think we'll ever get that, Brian? Um, if we're getting Robert England back one more time as Freddy Krueger, I think it won't be a secret. Do you think we're going to get Grandpa Krueger? Old Man Krueger? Uh, do we do we want that? I mean, unless they're going to de-age him or something. He's not a spring chicken. I mean, it's makeup, so... 
Right. That's true. Who am I kidding, right? They can do anything in Hollywood. Let's see. I think that is it as far as extra. Yep, that's it. All right. So um, our show intro and all of our new logos come from Steve Carlton of the Geeks. Um, if you'd like to help help the show, consider becoming a Patreon patron. You know, you know what to do. Give us five bucks or more, and you can have a commentary and pick the movies, and just give us a dollar or more, and you can pick three. Is it still three movies, Brian, or two now? Uh, if you're a patron. You get to pick three movies as regular scheduling right. for our show. We don't do the three movies no more because that was a lot to review in one podcast. But for the patrons, <laughs> we definitely okay. will. All right. Well, um, and that being said, I think it's time for our featured attractions, Brian. Yep. We are going to start with Frankenstein, 1931's Frankenstein. Dr. Henry Frankenstein is obsessed with assembling a living being from parts of several exhumed corpses. This is directed by James Whale, also known for The Invisible Man and Bride of Frankenstein. Writer John L. Balderston, Mary Shelley, and Peggy Wembling. While preparing for the film, the scene where monster attacks the monster attacks Elizabeth, May Clark admitted to Boris Karloff that she was worried that when she saw him in full makeup coming towards her, she might be really frightened. Karloff told her that throughout the scene, he would wiggle his pinky finger out of sight <laughs> of camera so that despite the horrific makeup, she would always see her friend Boris waving at her and letting her know that she was safe. Now that that smacks of urban legend, Brian. Come on, <laughs> that doesn't sound true. <laughs> Scared of somebody in makeup, really? Well, I it's mean, a different it's, time, boys and girls, right? It's different time, and they might have kept them apart. And up to up until okay. the time of filming, they might have been like, "Here's Boris, the monster." Mm-hmm. Right. Lance, hmm. start us off. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, this this uh this is going way back, right? Is this like the well this isn't the first universal horror movie, or is it? I don't know. I think there are a couple before this one. Yeah, it's um it's kind of bizarre to like think of you know the fact that this was what literally almost a hundred years ago, like we're coming up on a hundred years that this film came out. And I wonder what movie theaters were like back then, Brian. Can you imagine? Because I think they had, like, it was more of an event back then, of course. Like, people would get dressed up. I know I don't think you would wear, like, a full tuxedo and stuff like that. But I think, you know, men would wear hats. Um, you know, women would wear, like, a dress and get all dolled up. And I think guys would, like, wear a suit. But... I know you had like most of the theaters back then. You would have like a like general admission seating, but you'd have a balcony section. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. I know I, I could just can you imagine how much fucking you know cigarette and cigar smoke? <laughs> I mean, if you think if you think that cigar smoke was irritating in um, Cape Fear, could you even imagine being a non-smoker and going into an event like this, Brian, back in the day? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was the cigar smoke that was the problem in Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe the laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it, it's just interesting, dude. I was for some reason when I was watching this movie this time, it was like I was kind of like trying to visualize what what the reception would have been, you know, when when something like this came out. Um, and, and I, and I do, you know, I kid a little bit saying, well, that sounds like an urban legend with her saying she was scared when she saw him in makeup, but you know, people really didn't, they weren't exposed to that back then. Like we're like, we're super jaded now. You know, we, we get, we get pissed off when they don't show enough gore. Right. And back then they were like, you know, I'm, I'm sure people were, were much more superstitious. Folks didn't, didn't live as long. People fell, fell prey to illness and, couldn't get as, as quick of a turnaround as we do now. You know, like we just, the wife and I just came off, you know, COVID again, again, you know, we're lucky enough that was our first time since it first came out. But I can tell you it was, Brian, it was no more fun the second time than the first. <laughs> mm. um, but AJ, bless her heart, dude, she she actually tested positive for COVID as well as the, the, other, the other flu virus. Um, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but just let's just say the flu, right? So yeah. she had like two strains of illness at once, and she's still kind of reeling from that. And back then, dude, you got something like that, you're just done. <laughs> they didn't have all the the medications and stuff like that and antibiotics. So just a completely different, you know, different time. So I could see how this would, you know, be considered very frightening to people. I I will say that James Whale. His his talent kind of shows here, uh, and I guess he's kind of got a sense of humor. If he did the Invisible Man, because they had that one scene where he was giggling and running away from people and stuff. But I did I did notice one thing in a couple of the scenes, particularly when some of the characters were talking with each other, that like m- before this movie, a lot of the older films that I saw, they would just have like one stationary camera somewhere. And you'd have characters. It's more like you know, like just a camera that happened to be at a at a play, a stage play, and you'd have characters, you know, walk across the screen or you know do their dialogue, but the camera would kind of just stay where it was at. In this one, there was a lot of panning. I noticed of the camera, like you, there was one scene in particular I noticed where it was, you know, the the I guess our you know protagonist as well as his his love interest. So they were having a dialogue and the camera would, I didn't even notice it at first, Brian, it was so sublime. Like the camera started kind of far away across the room. And as they continued talking, the camera just got closer and closer to him. And you didn't see that a lot in movies before this one. So I think, you know, whale was pretty revolutionary with some of this stuff. And it's just kind of ironic that it was in horror movies, which many people consider kind of like for the lower classes, you know, versus like a drama or a romantic film or something like that. So, you know, these horror movies definitely paved paved the way for a lot of, you know, big, big changes in Hollywood and the the way that movies are filmed. 
I thought, what the hell is that noise, dude? <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, sorry about that. Are you are you cleaning your keyboard? <laughs> no. That sounded like the like when you you got that pressurized air can. No, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, so I, I would say that um, like the story the story and whatnot was was really good. At least, Brian, the fire that was in toward the end when, like, the windmill was on fire was not CGI. Would you agree with me? Yeah, but also that fire by the wind with them people weren't next to that windmill. No. <laughs> and it was, I would say it was definitely a, 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 mo- a like a scale model. Wouldn't you think it was like they put, it, it looked like they had, they put fire to something that was about three inches tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Definitely. So they did some movie magic for sure, but it, it's a classic story. I enjoyed it. I I don't think I enjoyed as much as, you know, what they did with Bride of Frankenstein, where they kind of like brought a love interest in and made it a little bit more personal for the monster and not just the humans. Um, but yeah, like that part where the guy's walking through carrying his daughter that was thrown into the water was kind of, you know, I would say chilling. Like that was... That was definitely a, a frightening scene, and that was, it's, you know, well done. It's chilling, but kind of seeing it now is kind of comical. Well, you know what surprised me? Of course, you've seen Young Frankenstein. Yes. So I thought the I thought the uh, assistant was named Igor, but in this one, he definitely wasn't, right? His name was Fritz. But Fritz. <laughs> I, re- I remember Dr. Frankenstein being uh-huh. Victor, not Henry. I do too. Well, but this I, I is guess like that the it was changed from, for the it was changed for the movie. Okay. So what did what did you think of this one, Brian? It sounds like you're you're not you're not terribly sold on it. Uh, I think. Out of anything, the standout performance is Boris Karloff. Okay. Because he's both frightening and innocent, because he's kind of childlike at times, fascinated by right. things. But then, sure, when he gets pushed to the edge, he he'll turn on you, he'll snap. Yeah. And I think we see that throughout the movie. He <laughs> did. He was there a part? Was there a part in there where he said, "Don't push me." Because I'm close to the edge. Probably when they kept bringing fire around him. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't take long to get to stir up the uh, the mob, did it? And there was there was quite a bit. I thought I remembered the uh-huh. movie that I didn't rewatching it because I, I right don't remember Fritz, aka Igor. I don't remember him dying. <laughs> I thought he made it to the sequel, dude. And like a whole bunch of other movies for some reason. Yeah, like we're misremembering. Is this the Mandela effect, Brian? It might be because I don't remember him being was <laughs> he hung off off screen. I'm thinking that I'm thinking Deadpool pulled us into another alternate dimension here. Because you and I both remember it the same way. Yeah. I don't remember him dying, and I don't remember him being called Fritz either. I don't even remember him. Like I said, I don't remember Dr. Frankenstein being Henry. I, I surely don't remember right. his father being involved. The What was it? The, the Baron? 
Zabaron. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't remember that. Man, for an hour and ten minute movie, they got a lot of characters in here, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and they, they for for the time that the movie is, mm-hmm. they, they, they told a lot of story in that short amount of time. They did. And and I think they told it well, right? Don't don't you agree that at least the story structure was good? Yeah. Um sorry. Oh, you're cooking a burrito, aren't you? I can it's hear not- it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know you know who would have been great to cameo in this movie, Brian? Who? In the mob scene, Beavis and Butthead. You could have had Beavis going, <laughs> fire, fire, Oh, it would change this movie completely. <laughs> they need to Deadpool this one, man. Like, do the alternate dimensions or something. That'd be great. Like, mix them together. Beavis yeah, and Butthead to... meet Frankenstein. <laughs> trying to think if there was any real... Because this movie was... Super, it, it fell faster than an hour and 10 minutes. Did it? Because it, it just went from scene to scene. You, you get introduced mm-hmm. to Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. He digs up the body. He needs right. body parts. He needs the brain. They get the brain. Well, they get the brain oh. they didn't want. Yes, that was kind of silly, wasn't it? I don't think it works like that from a physics standpoint, you know? I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is I, I remember a lot more kind of uh, slow moving storytelling than there was actually. Yeah, I they you're right. It was herky jerky, wasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, it's well, still a good watch. It's a classic. Yeah, I agree. And, he, you know, like I said, that that scene, I knew it was coming where he threw the little girl into the lake. But it's to, I don't know. To me, it was kind of shocking. I don't know if it's because I have a granddaughter that's right at about that age. And I kind of mm-hmm. visualized that. And then same thing, like I said, when the when the you know, the father that was like basically in rags and pauper pants was dragging the daughter through the holding her and walking through the streets you know, hey, you know, what blood of the monster and all that stuff. That I don't know, kind of broke my heart a little bit. I thought it was fairly well done, man. Yeah, I was. Um, he was just trying to see if she floated. <laughs> yeah, well, she didn't. <laughs> she kind of like Natalie Wood didn't float. Yeah, she um, must have never learned to swim. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. Woo, rough, rough stuff. All right, scores. Oh, I get to go first. I will give this one a seven and a half. It's um for 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 its time and for what it was, I thought it was it it was it was very well done. Now you've got me kind of thinking about it. They do kind of, you know, jerk you through the storyline pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I think about some of the things that were done with camera angles and like you said, a lot of the acting on the part of the monster. It's something you're never going to forget. So I'll give it seven and a half. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, seven and a half. Um, I I just uh, kind of shocked at how much that I remember is not how the movie actually went. I as know. As far as it's funny, names of characters, 
how fast mm-hmm. the movie went. Sure. And, but Boris Karloff, just standout performance, like I said. At the same time, he was childlike and scary at the same time. He was able to mm-hmm. pull that off. Uh, a lot of iconic scenes. I mean, we jo- we joked about the the little girl being thrown in, but that that's such an iconic right. scene. Like, I think most people that and the "It's Alive" scene. I think if you if mm-hmm. you've never seen Frankenstein, you still know those scenes. Sure, sure. And I do agree with you. Great use of the camera angles that were in there, James Whale. James Whale, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He definitely knew what he was doing back then. And I looked it up. Uh, Dracula came before this one. Okay. Okay. Same year. Um, well, one one throwback, Brian, that I know you will definitely appreciate because you were a huge fan of this movie last Halloween. But that opening scene where they're doing the grave robbing, Munster's Rob Zombie remake was a total scene for scene parody of that. Am I right? I've totally blocked that movie from my mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to our new movie. <laughs> this is only our second right? new movie of the year. Well, uh, I hate to say it, dude, but we were just talking about the, my COVID experience. It kind of kept me out of the theater, dude. So th- oh, okay. this is going to be a this going to be another onesie. <laughs> so, All right, let me uh, let me get through. I really want to see it. I love the I love the screenwriter. So let me get through I'm, the I'm trivia very real quick. Curious. Okay. <laughs> I can't do that. Not until we bury the body. Lisa Frankenstein, 2024, a coming-of-rage love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse after a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life. The two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. Directed by Zelda Williams, also known for Kappa Kappa Die, writer Diablo Cody, also known for Jennifer's Body and Juno. Feature directorial debut of Zelda Williams, daughter of Robin Williams. To prepare for the role of the creature, Cole Sprouse trained with a movement coach and mime coach Lauren Eric Salman for several months in Los Angeles. Salm, Salm, I think that's how you pronounce it, helped Sprouse develop the creature's movement. And because the character doesn't speak in the in the film, he used mime techniques to help Sprouse learn to express his thoughts, emotions, and personality entirely non-verbally. So kind of like Art the Clown. Art the Clown. Miming, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So since you did not see this, we're going to forego spoilers, and I'm just going to give you my yep, initial thoughts. makes thought. sense. Makes sense. I really 
enjoyed this film. I didn't love it. It did have its problems. Okay. Mostly it's because not all the comedy works for me. Was it kind of dry or kind of like um, British comedy? Not really. It's just I'm I'm okay. I'm really kind of when it comes to movies, I'm probably a little bit more harder on on comedies because mm-hmm. sometimes not all comedies work for me. Understandable. But I will say, if you're a fan of Diablo Cody's writing, this is for and you. And I am. This okay, is definitely cool. for you. All right. So a lot of a lot of uh, dialogue then, right? Like a lot of dialogue. Do- Okay. Um, Catherine Newton, who plays uh, Lisa, I thought she did a phenomenal job in it. She she plays that kind of weird, quirky, morbidly just outcast. Just all okay. those things apply. Kind of like the hot goth chick. Yeah. Uh, Cole Sprouse, um, which I thought I didn't know who he was, but my daughter had to tell me he was uh, one of the twins that played the little boy in... Uh, Adam Sandler's Big Daddy. That's a deep cut, but okay. Yeah. And then she, <laughs> sure. she she also said he was Jughead in the the Riverdale show, which I, oh yes, okay. A- AJ has seen all of those. Okay, I thought he did a fantastic job. He kind of emoted what he wanted to to say feel without having to actually use words and i thought he did an excellent job with that mm-hmm. um interesting way of doing a frankenstein movie with the, the i thought it was a good way to explain how he came back well not how he came back of right i'm trying not to spoil it D- definitely a different take on the creation of this monster and his progression through the movie. Was there was there lightning or electricity involved? There was, but okay. How he how he pro- progresses throughout the movie, it was definitely an interesting take. Let's just say, if this is spoilers, I'm I'm sorry, but let's just say. I guess I, we're gonna have to spoil it a little bit. I mean, it's if, just you're the only one who's seen the movie, man. In the original Frankenstein movie, he was already had his body parts he needed. In, in this movie, oh, okay. he's going to okay. need his body parts. And a contraption what? they use to <clears throat> attach his body parts mm-hmm. is very hysterical and very 80s use of a contraption. I'll just leave was it at it, that. Was it phallic or no? Oh, he he's... Uh, okay, spoiler on that one. Yes, <laughs> he, he does need that body part. Okay. They 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 do go get that body part. <laughs> I, I was kind of as soon as you said in that in that uh, summary, you know, some missing body parts. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. I think like, I know where this is going. Like I said, um, some of the comedy did work for me. Like uh, it's in the right. trailer. The when she's gonna play him music, she said, "I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna play the Cure," and then he gets excited, and she was okay. like, "No, not that kind of Cure." The, the the band okay. yeah a uh, little stuff like that is kind of that that quirky diablo mm-hmm. cody writing that yes, some of that definitely. a lot of that work for me is just some of the the ways it was delivered 
didn't work for me. Okay, I could I could see that. Uh, Carla Gugino played the mom, no the stepmom, the evil stepmom. I kind of wanted more <laughs> of her in this movie. Yeah, we all do. I don't blame me for that. And um, interesting, this is not a spoiler because this was said before the movie came out. Diablo Cody has said that this takes place in the same universe as Jennifer's body. How how so? Do they talk about knowing each other or what? Well, I don't think, other than her saying that there's a connection, I think that's that's the only thing because this takes place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, all right. So yeah, different different time different time frame yeah. then. But evil, sexy succubuses and reanimated corpses do. Live in Make the their appearance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I wanted to see it. I just didn't get a chance to make it out there. And I didn't didn't want to show up and make everybody sick or just like yeah. start coughing halfway through the movie. Yeah, like I said, don't take my down in the comedy any any way of saying that you shouldn't go see this. I thought the acting was fine. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're a fan of Diablo Cody, I thought this was a great what was it a directorial debut i know she did some short films but yeah i really like what zelda williams did i think she's super talented director i like i like the way the movie looked you kind of got that 80s gothic feel from some of the some of the set pieces and also the the contrast of her because her her family is that typical suburban sitcom type family and then you got the contrast yes. of her being this weird kid that likes to hang out in the cemeteries and there are times mm-hmm. in the movie it does get dark which i kind of like that it kind of just changed things up at times okay so um i definitely do recommend seeing it and if i had to give it a score give it a the kind of bouncing between a six and a half seven okay not too bad, man. Not not Night Swim, right? In other words, no, no. Okay. So the the movies the movies are going only up from Night Swim, Brian. Yeah, I mean, if I remember what my score was, there's nowhere to go but. That's <laughs> kind of what I was thinking too, dude. I think you I think you gave it a similar score to what what Philip gave Black Christmas, if I remember. I don't think I went negative. No, I think I gave. I might have gave. He gave it a one, dude. Yeah. Okay. So there's nowhere to go. Literally a one. All right, man. Well, is is that it then? Yeah. Yep. Like I said, if you're a fan of Diablo Cody, you want to see a great effort from uh, someone's directorial debut, then check it out. All right, and then this will tie us over until we get uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, I guess. What we got? What is the next new movie we got? Um, I think it's kind next of dead. week. Oh no! no yeah, I'm just ne- <laughs> trying to see when the next new movie is. Well, I'm gonna go tomorrow. I'm gonna go see the the Bob Marley movie that's coming out, but uh, not horror. <laughs> not great for that movie either. Oh no! Don't say that, my Don't say that, man. <laughs> Our next new movie is Imaginary. 
And that's oh, like three weeks go. from now. The, the PG-13 imaginary. Hey, it could be good. Megan was PG-13. It, anything's possible, right, Brian? I'm kind of hoping that imaginary is, is this year's Megan. That'd be great. But not likely. But anything's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for, for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Um, and, and Brian heating up his burrito. We, <laughs> we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And what is our website, Brian? Thehorrorreturns.com. That almost makes sense, right? When you think about it. Glad it was available. <laughs> Next week, we're going to ask that age-old question. Is it really that bad? Brian's specialty when he's writing our schedule is to give us, is it really that bad movies? Thank you, Brian. You're a trooper. Thank you. Um, but this is going to have a twist because it is the remake edition with one missed call and cabin fever. I've uh, never so seen either one of those. Me and neither. We'll, me we'll neither. have this a awesome. special, we'll have a special guest. Adam Thomas will be making his return. Very nice, dude. What in the world possessed Adam to do this particular show? We will find out. I sent him the schedule, and he specifically (laughs) was like, put me down for that one. Wow. He must really, 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 really love one of these remakes, man. Or he might be going the complete opposite. Definitely possible. Um, So, Brian, until the horror returns again... Good night.